your voice, your power. I am Anika Wilson, and we have one of our power panels today. We are talking about living and creating a sustainable lifestyle. So, of course, we're going to start off with a definition of what a sustainable lifestyle means. Describes a lifestyle that attempts to reduce an individual or society's use of Earth's natural resources and one's personal resources. Becoming aware of your choices in food, products, and energy use. Basically, it means think twice before you act. So, we are going to start off with brief introductions, introductions of our panel. And we're going to start with my amazing friend, cohort, and mentor, Kathy McKinnon. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Anika. Thank you for the lovely introduction, as always. Love chatting with you. I feel like we could chat forever when we chat. But to introduce myself, I'm Kathy McKinnon. I'm a transformation coach, and I've taken my own story, my own mess, and now I help other women step into that lifestyle that aligns with the gifts that they were given so that they can truly shine and show up as best they can for those around them in the world. And uh, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. So let's go to Candice. Candice, can you introduce yourself to the world? Hello, everybody. Uh, yes, I am Candice Malakote. I am a psychic strategist in Oracle, working mostly with business owners, um, but helping people really tap into their intuition and their own psychic abilities to gain an edge and manifest with more consistency and ease, clarify and even identify life purpose, um, and, and really just bring some magic into uh, whatever it is that you're doing and trying to change and create in your life. And so, um, yeah, I have been doing that and numerology readings and card readings as well. It's something I'm to get super fired up about. So I am excited to talk about this today. Thanks for having me. Candice, you just said my favorite word, which is intuition. It is, <laughs> it's my jam. I love it. I think it's so important and I think we dismiss it way too much and I think it's a lifesaver. So thank you for what you do. All right, Eric, can you introduce yourself to the world? Um, good afternoon or evening, morning, where everyone is. Um, I'm Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart. Um, I'm a podcast host. It's it's a Jones thing podcast. I have I have a clothing line. Um, it's called Christian Dewan. It's with my son. Um, my author, a mentor, basketball coach. I'm just here on to impact others by telling my story, and thank you for the opportunity. It is a pleasure to have you. Um, let's go to Ibuku. Okay, let's go to Joyce. Joyce, can you introduce yourself to the world? Hi, how y'all doing? How, how you doing? Thanks for having me today. Well, my name is Joyce Jennings and I am a published author, speaker, spoken word author, a spoken word artist. And also I go by the name Miss Chardé as far as business goes. And I'm here to empower women, females of all ages because I was broken and it's not because of fault of my own, because of dysfunctional family. 
I can show women how to make themselves whole again so they would not make the same mistakes I did growing up. It's not because I made the mistakes because I didn't know any better. And I believe with anybody, if they know better, they would do better. All right, now, spoke the truth. All right, so I'm going to start off just opening up the door because, you know, when we think about living a a sustainable lifestyle, it's, it's a vague concept because it means something different to everyone else. But for most of us, we have created a life of educating, empowering, and inspiring others. But that always comes with a price. Most of us have experienced something that has led us to make the decisions and the choices that we now make, as Joyce just stated, because we now know better. You know, when you face adversity in your life, you face health challenges, you face crisis, hopefully it leads you to dig. You know, you got to dig deeper. You got to research. You got to learn. You got to ask questions. You got to build a village. And you have to get external resources. So I'm going to go to Kathy first. And I want Kathy to tell us what, what led you to create a business based on, I mean, transformation wellness that, that speaks for itself, but I know your story, but the world doesn't. So can you, can you talk about what led you to go ahead and create a a sustainable lifestyle through leading a business and, and empowering, inspiring others? Yeah. Which part of my story I should say, because as I always say, I went through what I call the trifecta of muck in, in a very short time period. I went through a cancer battle. I went through five-year infertility battle, and shortly after my son was born, I went through a a divorce and transitioning to becoming a single mom. So I went through all the things, all the roller coaster in less than 10 years. And so it felt like I was constantly fighting this uphill battle. But the one of those things that caused me to truly say stuff needs to change was when I was diagnosed with cancer. And I tell this to my clients all the time, like don't do what I did. And that was wait for that smack by the universe to tell you to get your life in gear. Cause I was living carefree, not a thought in the world about what I was doing to my mind, to my body, to my lifestyle. I was young and carefree and I, cancer was not even on my mind when I got diagnosed, I was not even 30. I was still in my 20s. So I was vicariously living my 20s thinking I I had all the time in the world to do everything. And then that cancer diagnosis changed the world for me. And it caused me to clean up everything from what I eat to how I move my body to my environment to my home, everything. Because as I told the surgeon, when I was diagnosed, like I'm not done living yet. I'm not done living yet. There is more to life. And so what do I need to do? Because I don't want to be back here. I told the surgeon he had one chance to do it right because I didn't ever want to see him again. And it was nothing personal. He was a great doctor, but I didn't ever want to be in that position again. And so what do I have to do to maximize the effect that I never have to walk through the doors and see him again? Because there is just an energy about walking into a place labeled the cancer center that changes your entire vibe. Even if you are clean, even if you're just going for your annual checkups, which I do religiously, walking into that place where you see that great big sign that says cancer center, I don't ever want to go there again. 
And so I rehauled my entire life. And then after my divorce, I said, we're starting clean. We moved to a new state. We moved to a new house. My son got a new school. Like we're, we're leaving all this bad juju and we are starting the life that we want, how we want, creating it the way we want now. And so it wasn't any one thing. There were different steps along the way. One was, it started with creating sustainability for my health. And then it was turned into sustainability for my mind and then sustainability for my happiness. So there is no magic switch that we flipped and all of a sudden our, our life is great, but it's baby steps along the way, right? And it was what was priority at that time. And that's how we tackled it. And now, you know, our life is, is something that it's chaotic and messy and amazing all in the same, but we love it and we're having the time of our lives. I think that's what people are afraid of. They're afraid of the chaos. They're afraid of the effort. They're afraid of change. And you just said something that I love because people think that I'm crazy when I start over. I am good for packing up, moving, going to a new city, doing something new. Everybody's afraid to make those changes. And in order to create lifestyle changes, a lot of times you have to change your environment. And that is most important. You know, when I worked in substance abuse, I used to make clients move. Don't come here and go back to the same place. When I worked in the prison, don't come here and go to the same place because you're setting yourself up for failure. When you have to have such a huge mindset shift, you have to make sure that you're somewhere that will allow you to make those, those, you know, adaptations. And that's the thing. I'm not afraid to start over. I am more afraid to settle than to start over. I'll start over a million times over before I settle and say, this is it. This is as good as it gets. This is how my life is going to be. Well, I think my motto is complacency is the enemy. Because you're never going to have change as long as you have complacency. No. no. And we are all Thank made for more. Absolutely. Candace, you have a similar health background, health journey. Can you tell us how, how you relate to what Kathy just said? Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, it doesn't really matter what the diagnosis is. It changes your life completely, and it, it affords you the opportunity to really step up and step into like living sustainably and taking care of yourself. Um, you know, um, I mean, I had a best friend and my mother-in-law that, and, and that's the thing, illness can change your personality. It can change, you know, it's hard. You, you turn into somebody else sometimes. And, it, um, but especially when there's like, and if there's any kind of trauma too, it's easy to fall back into victim states. And I have watched people be presented with information that this is what you can do to really help support your health. And then they choose out and they just, they become very dark people. And I've had to cut them out of my life. And, and, you know, it just, they, they, they make it an identity. And, um, and that's one of the things that I like to teach my clients about is, is not, you know, talking about things like we own them, you know, we, we definitely wouldn't go to the store and pick divorce off the shelf or cancer off the shelf, you know, so stop saying my, my cancer, my this, you know what I mean? And taking that ownership. Um, and so as I had watched some people in my life already do that, I was just at this point where I was like, okay, you know, I, I have to, now I have nothing to lose. I need to believe in all of the magic that I have ever wanted to believe in and all of the woo woo and all of the spiritual and the metaphysical 
I was like, I, I have nothing to lose. So I leaned into that and just did all of the mindset work, the affirmations. Um, you know, I, I did yoga and I just, I did herbs. I did really weird things that I won't even mention <laughs> on this, on this call. Cause it just, you know, I mean, just really taking care of myself in all of these ways and believing that I could create whatever it was I wanted because where I was going was unacceptable where, cause I mean, I hadn't showered for about seven days. I don't even think I brushed my teeth for about three or four. And I, I walked into the, because I was so tired. I was in bed all the time. And, um, and I walked in the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I was just like, I don't even know who that is. I mean, I was a mess. I smelled, it was so gross. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, I'm going to figure out, you know, how to do this. Um, and I looked up the word sustain while we were talking. And the first definition is to strengthen or support physically or mentally. The second definition is to undergo or suffer. And isn't it funny how we have the undergoing the suffering that then strengthens and we end up, you know, being able to find that support that we need physically and mentally. It's kind of like two sides of the same coin, I feel like. And so, yeah. I like, as Kathy said, I had to look at everything, how the kind of sleep, who I was spending my time with, what I was eating, the kind of exercise that I could and could not do, um, uh, chemicals in, in things. And, uh, so yeah. And wanting that sustainable life, it took me several years to really get there, but I'm here now. I am now living in the vision that I held on to in 2011, 12 and 13, for the kind of life that I could have, you know, making my own money my way. And, you know, I still have health concerns to address, but I'm, I'm way more normal, <laughs> you know, than I, than I was back then. So yeah, yeah. That healing path is a pretty, it's a pretty difficult one, but it's also very empowering. I love that you said that because a lot of people want instant, you know, gratification. They, they don't want to do the work. They think that Oh, if I make these changes, then I'll see it immediately. And a lot of them don't understand that it is a process. It is a path. It is a journey. And that's why it's a lifestyle change. Because it's not a matter of you just make these changes to get better, get over that one, you know, health crisis, and then you go back to doing whatever it is. No, it's a lifestyle change. Eric, I want to go to you because she just said a word that made me think of your vision and your purpose. She said suffrage. What does that mean to you and how does that correlate to your um, sustainable lifestyle? So um, you said suffering and then with purpose, you got to go through your pain even while you're in your purpose. So I said I do all those different things and I suffered, I wouldn't say a loss, but people could say a loss, I got a divorce. And after that divorce, I suffered, I lost everything. And I had to figure out what the heck I'm going to do, like where I'm going, you know, now I don't have um, somewhere uh, to help me, someone there on my side. And I just had to start putting God first and understanding there's a purpose behind this lesson that I have to take. And I still had to walk through my purpose of speaking, coaching, doing all those, being a dad, doing all those different things while I'm jacked up. Like I'm jacked up inside. I don't know, you know, what's going to happen today, you know, wh where I'm going to be at. And I just started working on myself. I started like, all right, like the um, Candace said, I looked at myself like, this ain't you. This is not Eric. 
So how can I get back to myself? And like Kathy said, it's a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. It's small steps. You got to take the small wins. Um, you got to write down things. That's one thing that I did. I would write down what I wanted. Even when I had nothing, I wrote down a lot of big dreams that caused um, money, hard work, sweat, tears. And I knew I would get there because I was born with a disability. And, you know, when you're born with something, that's different than something happening like you getting sick or you breaking a leg or you losing a job. So you start off that way. And I just had to trust the process. And for me, it's just hard. I just, I just can't give up. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. So I just figure out the next move. And once I figured out, I seen a little bit of road, I created a plan and then I was able to keep going even while I was th going through the pain that I was going through. So it's, it's just a process you go through. You have to figure out what works for you to help you uh, make the needle move. And then you're able to start seeing better days and those bad days that you had are in the past and you just keep moving forward. Absolutely. And in the very beginning, you said that you have to push through the pain and start in your pain. And I think that's where a lot of people miss the call. You know, everybody's like, oh, I have to get my life together before I can move on with my vision, with my purpose, with, you know, my mission. And that's not what it's about. You know, life is a growth process. If we stop to wait to get the whole lesson before we start implementing things, then we'll be dead. And then you'll never accomplish your goals. And so I love that you highlight that because I think that's the misconception that a lot of people have. And I think that's the barrier to success and living your, you know, life of fulfillment. I think that it's great that you highlighted that, but you also differentiated yourself from the other two guests, from Candace and Kathy, stating that you were born with a disability. And that has a, a whole different challenge in itself, but then it also has a few benefits because you know what you need to do to persevere. You know what you need to do for your life. A lot of times I feel like, you know, I have a lot of chronic illness and I think I get angry sometimes because I'm like normal, normal people don't have to do this much work just to feel good every day. Normal people don't have to do this to get out of bed. Normal people don't have to do this just to go to school. So I think that, you know, as we talk about the differentiations between how you perceive or address or live, you know, a sustainable life, it's all relative. You know, it's, it's doing the work, accepting, you know, your needs, what you need to be, you know, successful and fulfilled and healthy. So thank you for highlighting all that, because I think that's the message in, in what we do is that we show people that you can overcome challenges and barriers and still win. I think he also said something very important, right? You have to keep moving through the muck. Yes. Right even when I was still going through the muck, as I call it, and, and I was doing big, scary things, right? Like I had not spoken about my story and then I was asked to publish my story, which was one of the most frightening things I could possibly do for an introvert for the fact that nobody knew my story and now you wanted it to be in print. But I knew that the reason it was so scary was I had still not healed. And so we were going to rip off the Band-Aid. We were going to do the big, scary thing and publish it. And while it was terrifying to write it and publish it, and I 
literally was so anxious. I thought I was going to vomit on my friend's shoes. I feel a thousand times lighter. And it has helped not only me, but it has helped my clients. And so it's doing those big, scary things, even though you're still in the process of healing or going through whatever you're going through, that are the things that will propel you truly. It doesn't seem like it at the time because it's terrifying and I know it because I've been there, but it's important to keep doing those big, scary things towards the dream. Absolutely. And as always, all of your medals hanging behind your head intimidate me because those big, scary things are are the things that even us, you know, as influencers, I think that people have this perception that we're not afraid, that, that we don't I'm have the same fears. Exactly. And we wake sure. up every day afraid. Every time I post something, I'm like, what is somebody going to say? What are they going to think? People think that we're not sensitive. People think that it doesn't still hurt. People think that, you know, they have all these thoughts and they don't understand that we are afraid that fear is what propels us forward. And if you don't have any fear, then that's not a good thing. No. And, and, you know, to your point, the, the metals, this is my reminder to myself that I can do strong things because these metals, none of which I had, these were all within maybe the last five or six years in high school. I couldn't run a mile. I was the last one to finish. And after high school and college, somebody said something to me about running a 5k. And I said, I don't do running. <laughs> I don't do that. That thing, I don't do it. And then I decided to, to do a big, scary thing. And it was my first race. And then it became, okay, I want to do something, challenge myself some more. Mm -hmm. But this, this is my reminder to myself. It doesn't mean that I'm like invincible. I'm superwoman. I'm so strong. It means that we can fall down and we can get back up. And you have to put visual reminders around your house. You have, to, you have to celebrate even the small wins. And I think we overlook those achievements and those accomplishments, which leaves us to stay in the dark and not push forward sooner. I mean, even if you get up and you fight back, a lot of, a lot of time is wasted in the, you know, in the dwelling on what is and what isn't and what could be. And I know, Eric, for you, you know, being born with a disability, it's, I know regardless of whether you're born with it or whether you get sick, you're like, why me? And then somebody's like, well, well, why should I be a speaker? Why should I be a coach? Why should I write a book? Why would anybody care about my story? You know, I think that's something that a lot of people are afraid of. And I hope we give them, you know, I hope they, we give them courage so because we all matter. Oh, I wonder what um, Kathy has said, what I got from what she said. You got to do and what you were saying. You got to do it afraid. Like a lot of times, like you said, people wait oh, well, I got to wait till I get this amount of money or I got to wait till... No, you got to do it afraid. Like, I started playing basketball. Every time I probably get on the court, I'm afraid because everybody else is bigger than me and, you know, they got normal length arms, but I still do it and I'm still good at it. And then another thing, she said she didn't want to publish her book. Her book wasn't about her. It was about everybody that's going to read it and who's going to be able to change their life from it. So... One thing that you have to do to, you got to do it afraid. And then it's not about you. Everything that you go through isn't about you. Cause I'm sure everybody on this panel, every story that we went through and we told someone it helped them not have to go down that same path. And that's exactly what I said in sharing my story in the book, which was for me personally terrifying. Cause I hadn't healed, 
but it was because I didn't want others to go through it in the same way that I did. And if by doing that big scary thing, another woman didn't suffer through it the way I did, then it was all worth it to me. I'm gonna go to Joyce and then Ibukum. Joyce, I wanna ask you, from what Kathy, Eric, and Candace have shared, your journey, you know, stems from you growing up in Chicago, then, you know, going into the military. How did your past impact your ability to create a sustainable lifestyle? How did it prepare you for what you were meant to do? Uh, I learned to, I had to learn to fight real quickly. Maybe that's what led me to the military because I had practically a fight every day in school, sometimes twice. And also I grew up in a very, what do you call dysfunctional household where there was a lot of chaos. Okay. I'm going to put it to you that way. And I had to learn myself out of that toxic behavior. That's the purpose of me writing that uh, to coming, to getting away from Atlanta, to get away from my toxic self, my toxic relatives, my toxic environment, and to start again. And when you say, uh, my, my uh, theory is speak to your pain, but they're not my words. Those are my, uh, my life coach word, uh, Sharita. Okay, those are her words, speak to your pain. I went on, I produced this book and I was, um, I was, I was at first started off therapeutic for me to help, uh, help me write. But then I, I said, I got enough information here. Why don't I publish this to help another woman to see herself and she can see herself and that can save another. I'm, I'm happy. I'm grateful because I didn't have anybody when I was growing up, anybody to fight for me, to uh, stand up for me. I had to learn a lot of things on my own, all right? I, I, if I knew what I know today, uh, what's that, 20 years ago, I'd be better off than what I am right now. But I'm grateful that I have learned it because some people just, you know, stay stuck. stay stuck for more than 20 years like the rest of their life but I'm glad I was able to get away from Chicago and move and grow up and I could be a better what's that I could be a mother to my kids better than what I've I've received not that my mother was a bad mother I believe she had some issues and I made a point to say, and I'm going to say it on the show, the generational curse stops here. The codependency, uh, what's that? The shame, the embarrassment, uh, that's all stopped right here. And you know what? There are so many people that need that. There are so many people that know that they need it and they're afraid to, you know, break the curse. And that's why I love that you talk about toxic relationships. A lot of people are unable to identify that it's toxic. A lot of people are unable to identify that their environment is toxic. You know, that it may not be them. 
I mean, if you put a molded fruit in a basket with other molded fruit, I mean, it's not going to thrive. So a lot of people are so afraid that their problems are their problem, but it may not even be their problem. It could be environmental. And that's why sustainable life, lifestyle and sustainable living, it's not just about your personal impact, your personal presence, your personal issues. It's about the environment. It's about social. It's about relationships. It's about, you know, what you're putting in your body, what you're, you're inhaling, you know, what you're around. And I think that we have to become more aware of how each of these factors impact our lives and what we can do about it. And basically what I'm focusing on is when you come up in a toxic environment, you attract and you, you don't know it, toxic people. Okay. And you, and you create these toxic relationships because you don't know any better. But when you move out in the real world, you will learn, or people will, you will learn, well, wait a minute, this is what my family did, or my people did when I was growing up, but that's not what everybody else in the world is doing, all right, and why I wrote my book, because I didn't know any better, but then again, I had to go to work on me, too, because, I, again, knowing that this was toxic, I had toxic people in my work environment, and I'm like, it's not the job that I didn't like. It's the people because they're bringing their stuff with them and speaking on their stuff at the job. And for somebody who I don't like, I know how many kids, they tell me how many kids their mama had. Like I really care, but you know, I don't may not know that much about my own friends, you know, after a while getting to know them. But here are people I don't like talking about how many kids their mama had, how their wife put them out. And the people I'm referring to right now are the people that I, I was forced to, I'm almost forced to work with that I didn't like and made it their business to talk to me anyway. I don't know why, but they did. And that's what my book is about discussing about how people and another characteristic of toxic people. Knowing that you are not particularly accepted, but you make it your business to come around people who don't particularly uh, uh, favor you. Why you do you think you're, you're going to win them over? No. Do you know what's funny, Joyce? What? I actually became an entrepreneur specifically for that reason. I got tired of working in toxic environments, and I realized that I no longer wanted to be forced to accept the environments that I worked in. And that's something that I think a lot of people are afraid to do. They're afraid to change your environment. And when we say the word environment, it's a lot bigger than your city, your neighborhood. It's your house, it's your community, company. it's your church. Exactly, it's the company you keep, it's your location, it's everything about what can influence you who you are, what you do, how you think, and how you live. And so I want to thank mm -hmm. you for highlighting that. And I'm going to go to Ibukun because she has a completely di different perspective than what each of us have talked about. Ibukun says that Yay. she thinks that it is an eternal reflection of who you want to be. Can you elaborate yeah. on that? Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Growing up in Nigeria, um, I feel like 
there's a way we react to things that's so different from the way people maybe all around the world react to things like um when we're younger i mean like uh, when i was when i was born like we didn't have stable lights so it's, it's just like a simple conversation between the government and the people like hey government we need stable lights in this country government's like no we're like oh okay it's okay we can get a gen we can get a um, solar panel hey government we need a school system in this country um no <laughs> and then we're like okay it's okay private schools can function it's gonna be good everybody's gonna be happy and like it's just been a very passive way of dealing with things because nobody really wants to deal with anything and I think in a way religion kind of snuck in there very powerfully because most people just well oh, let's just pray our problems away which I, I love um, Christianity I'm a Christian but I don't think everything can be prayed away you know so like it's always been like a passive way of looking about that thing so actually changing yourself and being who you want to be uh, um, like even like in school, in, in university, um, the, the way the school was run, the administration was run, wasn't really good. And um, a bunch of people were like, hey, let's protest. Let's say this isn't okay. And people were like, nah, let's not do that. <laughs> so basically that's how I graduated. And recently for like two weeks now, the people have finally said, no, we're done with this. We're done with not saying anything. We're done with being passive. So these people are like, in a way, I mentioned, I'm using them, this country as an example because I don't think I have enough, I'm 24, I don't think I have enough like um, life experience to talk about mine. Okay, so yeah, so basically recently for two weeks now, people have been protesting, people have been talking about what they want and just seeing how deep-rooted and terrible the leadership has been made me shocked. I didn't realize how much um, these people have gotten away with. And I think in a way, not keeping quiet and being passive for such a long time has brought up so much dirt and so much like, so much toxic behavior that this government has been doing. And now it's just coming to the light and everybody's like, every day I am even more shocked than I was the next day, finding out, okay, this government did this, what? <laughs> you know, so like, yeah, I feel like the more we just remain passive in, and the more we don't want to change we don't envision the future the more we don't um the, the more we don't like um look at our future you know that's the more dirt gets put in and um dug out and <laughs> gets put in. and the more we now start talking about it the more the more we start looking at and seeing all these things so that's it you brought up a great point. You talked about passivity. You know, there's a lot of people that are passive or may say introverted or, or afraid. Let's just be real. Some people are just, you know, not confrontational, afraid to speak up, but miserable because they know that it's not the way it should be. And so I want yeah. to open this up to the panel and ask everyone, how do you begin to change your current lifestyle and create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle uh, I would like to first of all uh, first of all I like to say you have to change your, yourself and you can change yourself by self-love and change the company that you're with I don't care if it's a re relatives free these so-called friends associates work associates uh, church or whatever if they're not for you 
and you trying to change, they're not helping you or supporting you, then get uh, get rid of them because they will be what uh, they will be and and liability to you is the word. Okay, you don't need people that's trying to keep you down in misery. You don't need those people in your life. You need to get rid of them as soon as possible, if not yesterday. And for then, and then self-love. What I like to do is meditation in the morning to, to, to renew my spirit with God. And then I have a few sayings that I've been say, uh, what's that, that I, uh, that I say every morning that I got from my life coach. But you have to start with loving you, changing your environment. And from there, you would attract what you believe yourself to be. Because a lot of times, because I wasn't taught, all right, I didn't have self-love. I did not like myself. But then, of course, that was part of why I attracted was that people with similar, you know, similar likes that I had because I didn't like me. Now, how, how do I expect anybody to like me when I didn't like me? And All right, that's now, where I'm at. Okay. At. Now, you, you said, I'm going to highlight what you said. You said it begins with self. It begins with the company you keep because people can be a liability. And so you have yes. to love you, change your environment, and then you will start attracting healthy concepts and, and, and juju. Yes, yes. Now, and also I'm going to tell you right now, I want to put it out for the record. I have left jobs because I'm like, I can't do this no more. It wasn't the job. It was the people that I had to work with. So, so, so you're saying people have power and, and you know, there are a lot of contradictory theories about the impact that others can have on you. People say you have full control over, you know, how much influence people have on you. But to a degree, that's not necessarily true. And we're proving that when we're talking about the environment. So I want to um, I want to go to Eric. Eric, you said that you have something to add. Yeah, and you said what we're going through currently, correct? Correct. Okay. How do you go from our current state to a healthy lifestyle? Where, how do you begin to change? So just because it's been within a year for me, um, like Miss um, Joyce said, you got to start with yourself. Um, you can't change the world unless you can change yourself. It starts internal. And sometimes you got to um, distance yourself from the world. You got to get off of social media. You got to stop hanging out with everybody. You actually got to work on yourself and whatever that looks like for you. For me, I was praying, reading the word, um, meditating and journaling. And then uh, you get around people that's been where you've been or that's got a mindset where you want to be. Don't get around people that's got the same mindset of you and your current situation. Go for someone that's a mentor, someone's a little further than you because they're going to help you navigate through those steps. Because I joined, a, um, I've been in a, a group full of men for a while. I got out and then I got back in after I got divorced and they were able to help financially if they wanted to, but they gave me the steps to get out of my situation. And I just listened. And you have to be able to, you got to listen to. And when I say you got to listen, you got to listen to um, the good and the bad, but you got to be able to detect what advice you need to get you to the next level. 
Because you could talk to your mom and your mom never been a business owner and she telling you all this stuff. You're like, hold on, my, um, I, that ain't really working. That don't help me. So you could go and I could talk to one of you ladies that have a business and y'all could tell me some stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let me write this down. You, you got stuff going on. So you got to know, you know, when you're listening, you got to know what to listen for. And then once you're, you, you love yourself again, then you just go out there and attack. Like, whatever it is that you want, you got to go out there and you got to give it all that you got. And then, you know, you're going to have the hiccups, you're going to have the speed bumps throughout life, but you just got to keep rolling. But that's how you get out of that current situation to something better than what you're in. Uh, can I interject something, Mr. Eric, okay, on what you just said? Stop asking people who never been to where you're trying to go for directions. They don't know. They would tell you some bull just to make themselves sound important. Stop asking people. That's like asking somebody who is broke, how you gonna be a millionaire? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I, I'd love to, to pipe in on that. I, I love that I gave you two hands up, Joyce, because, yeah, I mean, in business, it's been the same thing where people have said, you know, it's like, okay, well, the people who haven't created a business, they're going to want to give you all kinds of advice. And if they haven't done, you, if they haven't done what you want to do, eh, thank you for your feedback and moving on, right? So I love that. Um, and then also, Joyce, like you were saying earlier, you know, we, we I mean, get in, and we'll leave in Erica too. It's you know, the people that we spend time around makes a huge, huge difference. And, you know, that saying that we become like the five people we spend the most time with, um, you know, yeah, I just wanted to like give some more credence to that because it is so true. Seen it too much in my life. Um, my, you know, my advice for, for getting, you know, changing that lifestyle to, to healthy. Um, my, my current clients laugh because Meditation is always the answer. That's just what I, that's what I say. I'm like meditation and prayer are always the answer. And, um, you know, cause there's so much that can be done in that space and meditation is, um, there's so many different ways to do it. That's why it's something I love to teach because people are like, I don't know how to do it. Am I doing it wrong? And, and, um, but there's a lot of stuff that you can do lots of different times. And, and that gives you that chance to really hear yourself and your higher power and and work through your stuff and nobody else has to be in there nobody has to be criticizing you you can be exploring yourself and looking at things from every different angle to really see why am i like this why do i still live this pattern what am i afraid of you know and asking yourself those hard questions um and you know i want to do like a brief demonstration because we have what we want right here and then we have or, you know and then and then but yet over here we have where we are and there's this big gap in the middle so, um, so is it, is it Anika or Annika? Anika. Anika. All right. So I want you to unmute yourself for a second. And I want you, when I ask you this question, I want you just to answer as fast as you possibly can. It's not okay. hard. Um, you didn't know there was going to be a pop quiz on your own show. Did no, you? I didn't. That's why I got to close my eyes. <laughs> okay. So when I ask you these questions, like I say, just answer quickly. Okay. So Anika, do you prefer pain or pleasure? Ooh, pain. First thing, come on, pain. Okay, do you prefer ease or, or, or difficulty? Difficulty. Girl, you're like ruining my <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I don't want to lie, but 
but you know you know why because they're my norm you know what i mean when i'm in pain i know what i'm dealing with i haven't had it easy and i've been in pain for like 15 years so it's my norm but we're talking about the fact that we need to go against the grain because we know that's what we need and the way that my life changed was that i started going with my second answer instead of the first and that's how i started to change two years ago my husband asked me to marry him and i was like no and i was like sure because it's I had to realize that mm-hmm. I was the problem. Right. You well, know? and it, I, I'm glad you I'm glad you did that. Just because it's funny because like all of a sudden I mean I've been I've been doing this the example for a really long time and all of a sudden it's just I'm getting a lot of people that are having these answers and but yeah. like everyone that does is like I know why like I know exactly. that that's my go-to but that's not really that's not, not the right really answer but yeah. it's my answer it's my first yeah. instinct but I know that it's not right. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Well, you, so my point with that is though really too, like when you look at the positive and negative and you, I mean, you could ask yourself, I could ask you 20 questions and there would probably be several on there that you, you would choose the, the positive, but ultimately when you take away all of the ego and all of the life experiences and the human part of being on this planet right now, it's, it's, um, your, our essence really does want the ease and flow. Like every time we say we want to make something change, it's because we want to be happier. It's because there's some result at the end of that, right? So when we are stuck in this moment of what realizing what we don't have, so I'm going to use not being able to pay, pay the bills. $200 bill comes in and you're like, oh shit, how am I going to, sorry, <laughs> how am I going to uh, feed my family? And, um, you know, you got this $200 bill and you're standing there and you're just like starting to feel the stress and you're just like, oh, why can't I get ahead and blah, blah, blah. You're focusing on what it is that you have right then. Okay. The gap to get from there to whatever it is that you do want, which is the money to pay that bill. It's on an energetic sense, a vibrational frequency, a resonance shifting out of that. What would I really prefer in this moment? Oh, I would prefer abundance. I would prefer ease. I would prefer stability, financial stability. And while it's, while changing your attitude and your mood or your thoughts in that moment, isn't going to magically maybe make $200 appear in your hand, shifting your energy to resonate more with what it is you want to create affords the universe and God, the opportunity to bring you that $200 in ways that you might not have even really expected. And so, um, you know, so for like that, that moving out of where you are, stop focusing on where you are, stop instead be focusing on where you're wanting to go and the things that you do want to have. So that's just kind of like some manifestation stuff in there that I I really like to talk about because we do tend to get stuck sometimes in that cycle of I'm in this crappy marriage I have, I'm in a house I hate and oh my gosh, is this ever going to change? But instead in that moment, energetically, when we're like, no, okay, I just, I prefer ease and I'm going to just release it. Our vibration raises and we are more able to, with the law of attraction, like Joyce was saying, we're able to attract more healthy things to us in that sense. So. Hey, so for sustainability, how to move from, from, I think the best way to do that would be to um, self-reflect. Self-reflection is basically the most um, amazing way to clear out your fears and clear out your doubts and think back to where you started and what made you get to this point. And I think, okay, for example, right now, if you're in a bad marriage, you can self-reflect and think, where how did I get here and instead of just like 
you know, getting a, a divorce, for example, isn't going to solve the whole problem. Like, like, like talk about to toxic families, for example. Here, you grew up in a toxic family. Just getting, a, um, just moving out of your parents' house wouldn't really solve the problem. You really do need to. Um, you still would have problems with um, relationships after that. And I remember um, being in my first year of school. I thought, okay. I'll just move to school and everything will be perfectly awesome, but that's not what happened. Um, yeah, that's not what happened at all. It, it, I just ended up attracting people who were just like the people I didn't want to meet. So just like moving on wouldn't help it. You do, do have to, you do have to self-reflect and you do have to think about like, what got you to that part what got you in that toxic relationship what got you in this toxic situation and then once you self-reflect you can always move forward and i always like to make a list of the type of people i want to be around i think it really helps a lot i think what i give my clients advice and aligns with so much of what you guys have just said you know, I think number one, stepping back to step forward is something I talk about a lot, right? Stop trying to do all the things and be everywhere to everyone until you can sit with yourself and understand what you want, what you're in alignment with, what works for you and your lifestyle, as opposed to just trying to do everything and, and copy what everybody else is doing and be everywhere because that is not in alignment with what you need or want for your vision. So first we have to step back, right? We have to start creating boundaries and we have to start eliminating things that don't work for us as opposed to just saying we want to do everything because look at them, they've got it and it's working for them. We need to find what works for our own personal magic and that we cannot duplicate what anybody else is doing. And I think the other thing is goes back to environment, right? Like you said, you need to surround yourself with people who are aligned with where you're going. You know, maybe they're not on the exact same mission as you, but you want to take lessons from the people who have transformed or been on a transformational journey similar to yours, right? They, that saying of if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? You need people who are up-leveled, who are gonna challenge you, who are can see it from a different perspective. And so it's continuously, what I call upcycling your environment, right? Because what fit for my environment yesterday doesn't fit for my environment today because things are different. That doesn't mean I, I unfriend people or I stop talking to people, but it means I might spend my time in different places than I did a year ago. Doesn't make one right or wrong. It just means today I need a different challenge than I needed yesterday. And we have to honor that. Otherwise we're gonna remain stuck. And to do that, it can be uncomfortable because, hey, we liked these things. We had our routine. It was great. We knew exactly what we were going to do and how we were going to show up. But we need that change and that shift to take us to the next level. And I think that's so important when we talk about, you know, creating that catalyst to get to that level of sustainability. Yeah. So I'm piggyback and give kind of a, like transparent kind of personal to what she was just saying of how you got to pick what you want to do. So for 
the majority of my life, I never drove a car. I was scared. I always rode with people. So when they would go places, I would go. It's not necessarily where I wanted to go, but I didn't have transportation. So I would go. And it's like, okay, this is cool. But it was more so their fun. But then when I finally got a car and started, I could go to the same place and be like, well, it's, I don't feel like being here. I can leave. So you got to have those boundaries within yourself to where you can make a decision of what you want to do. And once I got my car and stuff like that, I stopped hanging out with certain people because I didn't want to go where they were going. And I wanted to go somewhere else. I wanted to go do different things. And, you know, our relationship came to a certain point and then it kind of ended because you're going in a different way. You could be cool with people for 20, 30, 40 years and you've been stuck them 20, 30, 40 years and you meet somebody new and just their friendship helped you and you didn't move the needle and now you're further down. So it's all about your mindset first. Like everything that we talked about, it's about your mind. Because if you don't want to change inside your mind or if you don't want to put better things inside your mind, if you, don't, you know, it's like you have a diet within your body, but what's your uh, mind diet? Because if you don't have that, then you're not going to be able to change anything else. Because everything that we do comes from what? Our thoughts. So if your thoughts are messed up, then you're messed up and you're going to do messed up things. So you got to get around people that have a different mindset or a mindset above yours so that you can want more and you can do more rather than staying on that, oh, I'm cool. I, this is just me. I'm just going to stay here and this is how it is. But every day you're complaining that it's just me. This is how I am. I think that's so important. And I... I preach time and time again, right? You have to lead yourself first. You have to be willing to take that first step first, because if you're not willing to take that first step, then you're not going to move. And if you're not going to move, nothing around you is going to move. Right. And it can be a big, it can be a scary step, but again, lead yourself first and then things will begin to change. Doing the same thing over and over again, produce that's called insanity inspecting different results that is called insanity you have to first start with yourself and it can't be just a thought you're gonna have to put some action in behind that thought in order for it to change it's not going to uh do you any good to think about something oh whether it's losing weight oh i want to lose weight but you never walk around the block a couple of times to lose weight. If you just think about it, that's all it's going to do is be a thought. Okay. And then next thing you could do is just, you go, you will find and find out from there, you want to lose weight and you start walking around the block a couple of times each day. You may, you'll probably meet people who want to lose the same, have the same goal. Oh, I want to lose a couple pounds. Y'all start and have form form a little support group where you all get meet at a certain time and you walk around the block a couple times. All right, that's how you ha have to do things. Start with a thought and just back it up with an action, and then the rest will fall in place. But it starts with you. You're gonna want to have to change you. Nobody can change you but you. People, you can't change other people. All you can do is change you. You can, you may think you can change other people and other people may pretend to change for you, but sooner or later, they're going to show their true colors. That's right. 
And so I want to introduce the last question and I'm gonna go to Candace for this one. The last question is, how do we know when we have reached a level of sustainability? I love this question um, because when you reach a level of sustainability, you are naturally raising your vibration and everything is energy and every molecule puts out its own uh, energy sequence. And, um, and, you know, we have a lot of them are very unique. And so, um, you know, quantum science has dug into the smallest particles down and down and down and down into the atom. And what they found was that we have condensed light in our cells. And so one of the things that I notice when you start reaching a healthier lifestyle or sustainable lifestyle or whatever, you know, name you want to give it, <laughs> people will start to remark on you you're glowing today oh you look so bright oh you look great they're seeing that with their third eye they're not really actually like looking at you and seeing you know light emit off of your body but it is it's happening but it's naked to the human eye so the intuitive eye is the one that's seeing that and so people will start to remark you look different you look healthier you know and that's a really 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 good um, validation that's great validation to get back um the other thing that i think sticks out for me the most is when you go to you go to react in an old way and you're like wait you know almost like you put on a sweater that's too small right and you put on the sweater and you're like oh my gosh what happened this does not feel good. It does not feel comfortable. So when you go to behave the same way, you go to take that drink or go hang out with that person who's not healthy, or you want to snap at your husband or your, your wife or your kids, right? And that's your old way you've been trying to change. But then you'll notice when you're reaching a better level, you'll go to do it and be like, you'll catch yourself. And it's like, this just doesn't feel right anymore. This isn't really me. And, and, and to me, that's when I know I'm finally like crossing over <laughs> that line because I'm like, I don't even want to react in the same ways. It doesn't feel good. And then I'm like, high five, we're doing great. So th those are, those are the two things to like watch for. They're my favorite ones to watch for. So there you go. We <laughs> just laugh at her. I'm dying because I literally like talk to people that I used to be, you know, really cool with. And even back in the day, it bothered me. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, you're so negative. Like, oh my gosh, like stop. Like, oh my gosh, you're doing the same thing every day. Now I just want to scream at them and say like, stop, like, just don't call me, like get over it. You know, like, and that's why I do not even doubted that I could be a coach anymore. Cause I'm like, I'm not as patient as I was before because I'm in a different place and I know what I'm saying and why I know what I'm saying it because I've now crossed the brink of no return. And I now kind of have less, you know, patience for those that are like still trying to leap. And I always use the double dutch, you know, the jump rope analogy. It's like, you got people that say they want to change. I want to change. I want to change. I want to change. I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump, but no. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like my arm is tired. I'm not turning anymore. And, and, and so listening to you say that it's the same thing, you know, people in recovery, you know, it's like they get to a stage where they're like, I don't even want to drink. I don't even want to do it, you know, and, and they have to change who they're around and all these different things. And it's the same concept. So I'm dying over here when Candace was talking because, because I've, I've reached it. And I asked the question because so many people have reached it and don't know it. And I think, you know, yesterday somebody told me, he was like, you need to stop thinking that you need this certification, this, this, you know, 
he's like, you're going to become a PhD. Then you're going to want a postdoc. And then you're going to want this. And then you're going to want that. He's like, stop. And he goes, stop. And I'm like, and I think a lot of us are there, whether it's our health journey, whether it's our relationships, whether it's our business, whether it's our religion, we always think that we're not there, that it's not enough, that we haven't reached the peak. And I want you guys to clarify for listeners, because I think that this is an important concept, that everybody is seeking more credibility. Everybody is seeking more achievement. Everybody's digging, digging, digging. And yes, you have to continue to dig in order to maintain but I think we have to recognize when we are there and we have to have gratitude for when we are there and stop minimizing our wins. You know, just really fast before we move on, somebody else mentioned something earlier too that, that made me think of this, but evidence journaling. Having a journal specifically for evidence and this can be for whatever you want. When I started my business, it was evidence of money, evidence that I have all this money I could access, like even credit cards. Like I was looking at like, okay, if I needed money today, where could I go get something, right? And then um, evidence of that people loved what I was offering. You know, um, right now we're working on trauma healing with every single person in my family for various reasons. And, you know, and I have this evidence journal for me that I'm a good mom. You know, because I, I don't believe that. I struggle to believe that because of some of the stuff my family's been through. And so like right now working through that, you know, just sharing some vulnerability with you guys. It's like, no, okay, my kid, my kid told me I'm the best mom ever. My teenager actually looked me in the eye and said, hello. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all evidence. And so anything that you're working on, keep track of that evidence. Because like uh, Anika was saying, it's easy to think that you haven't progressed as much. But when you're having a crap day, sit down and open up that evidence journal and you've got the proof right there. So um, anyway, thank you for, yeah, let me pop I, that in there. I was the one that came up with that journaling because that's how I started to come with my book. And I decided, <laughs> you know, this journaling, let me see a pattern here. Uh, what is going on here? Why I don't get, why I'm having problems with certain people, but other people, we could be cool and speak and laugh and joke with each other if after and keep it moving. So that's what I did. It was more like what you said, just keeping track. And then I said, why not make it a book to share with other people so they won't, they find themselves in the same position, uh, predicament or same position or similar, they can just reflect on my book. I think the journaling is so important, but Anika, to your point, we don't always recognize that we're there because we don't always face those same situations on a daily basis like we used to, because we're not there. So when we are kind of pulled back or face those situations again, that's when we put on the too small sweater, right? I don't face those same situations on a daily basis like I used to, but when for some reason I'm pulled back into that situation or that environment or, or faced with it, then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, this is just, nope, check the box. We're, we're, we're veering to the right lane. We're not doing that. Where before I didn't, I, I haven't recognized that I'm not there because it's just not a day-to-day -day part of life anymore because it's different but you don't always recognize that you have shifted lanes until all of a sudden that traffic is coming and you have to decide what to do. Well, with me, I can say when I wake up in the morning and I open uh, my two eyes, I am thankful. 
I am grateful that God had brought me through all this because I can easily look back at a time where I didn't have anything and was depressed down and out that, and God brought me through all this. Now we all strive, we all should, I should say, should strive to do better, to maintain and do better on every day, okay? We all should, but it's good to wake up in the morning and uh, let uh, let God know, thank you for waking me up and I'm not where I used to be, okay? Yes, I want to go to the maintain every day and I want to go to the next level, but just take a moment to thank God where I'm not, where I used to be. And I'm very, you know, I have to take time to proud of myself too because a lot of times we get to uh, get busy with life things happen we get to run in here running there I think that's why covert came in effect which to slow us all down to say wait a minute let's spend time with God let's spend time with our families our household really to take a part of what we really do have I think that's important. And, you know, I love the fact that she called it an evidence journal because I've never even thought of that. You know, we, my kids, you know, um, Candace talked about like food intolerances and like illnesses. And of course I have a food journal. You know, I even went to one of the stores and got the little, the little, it looks like a shopping sheet, but you can journal, you know, what I ate today. You know, I love those little things because I'm trying to teach my kids how to record their day, how to you know, be able to recognize what their symptoms are according to what they did and all this kind of thing. And even as coaches, I think we all fail to do the things that we teach. I am the worst client. And so I love that because I've never heard of that, or at least it named that, but that is the best way to keep track of your progress. And once you keep track of your progress, you will realize that you have less work to do than what you think you actually have to do. And I think a lot of us, we get overwhelmed by what we think. You know, we think that we're here and we're actually here. I mean, we're almost to the finish line, but we all, in our minds, we're, we're here. And, and, and each baby step is like this, but I mean, we're now like 10 years old and we're not a baby anymore. And we've taken a gigantic step and we do not give ourselves credit. And I think if we, we are able to recognize, you know, the, the self-awareness of, where we came from and where we're going and where we are and the actual impact that we have on others. I think that that's actually sustainability. I've been having that conversation with my clients about during this crazy COVID time because they feel like they haven't done enough because they're not doing the same stuff that they were pre-COVID. But when we sit and we write it down, look, you're homeschooling your children. You did this some spring cleaning. You did all these stuff with your children you know, you're teaching them household lessons as opposed to textbook lessons. You're doing stuff. It's different stuff, but when you write it all down, you've done a lot of things and you've made a lot of memories and experiences that are more valuable sometimes than filling your calendar full of events you need to attend. But we don't always realize it because we're just going through the day. So you have to write the stuff down. You have to acknowledge all, all the stuff, big or small, that you do. I really love the statement you made about um, make, taking steps and not really realizing that. Because like, okay, the thing about 
taking steps is that, okay, when we think about, especially like, um, when we think about our future, when we think about what, what we want to, want, what we want, when we want to visualize, we basically think, most people think, oh, I want six figure, unless you're making like, let's say $3,000 a month, right? So for you to get to that six figure, realistically, most people would have gone from 3,000 to 4,000 to 5,000 to 6,000 to that six figure. But because it's such, you take, you know, there's so many steps in between from that zero to six figure, they don't really recognize that. They don't really see all this thing because the steps are slower. Absolutely. And I think we need to really, you know, take the time to, to do the work, you know? And so um, I'm going to close this out. And what I want to do is, since we've been talking about all this, I have been keeping track of this because this is going to be a blog. It's going to be a video. But, you know, I want to, you know, oftentimes when people see podcasts and all these things, they don't have, you know, the steps. And I really want to provide people with the steps. And you guys have given it all throughout this conversation. So we're going to highlight it. And as I call your name, I want you to give one word, um, you know, for listeners with the concepts that I, that, that I get about. So you guys said it starts with you. It begins with self. One word, Kathy. My one word is vision. Candace. Meditation. Eric. Heart. Joyce. Mindset. Ibukun. Forward. All right. The next one is the company you keep. Kathy. Growth. Candace. High level. Eric. Um, success. Joyce. Uplifting. Ibukun. Truth. The five closest people to you. Kathy. Up leveling. Candace. Inner circle. Eric. Joyce. I would have to say inner circle. Ibukun. Love. Number four, meditation, self-care. Kathy. Necessity. Candice. Daily. Eric. Hmm. Uh, like the daily. Meditation. I mean, <laughs> Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> I say priority, first prior priority. Ibukun. Essential. All right, number five, change your energy and expectations. Kathy. Change your life. Sorry, that's Candace. more than one word, but it's necessary. <laughs> that's all right, Candice. Optimism. Eric. Perspective. Joyce. Mindset again. Ibukun. I'll have the same mindset. Number six, law of attraction. Kathy. Authenticity. Candace. Fun. Eric. Um, honest. Joyce. Can be scary. Ibuko. <laughs> Embodiment. Number seven, self-reflection. Kathy. Oh, mindset. Candace. Surrender. Ooh, Eric. 
Self-assess. Say it again, Eric. Self-assess. Joyce. Fun. Ibukon. Super. Say it again. Super. All right, number eight. Determine how you got where you are. Reverse engineer. Kathy. The, I'd say map or path. Candice. Self-reflection. Eric. Heart. Joyce. I would have to say determination. Ibukun. Seeing. Say again. Seeing. Like to see. To see? Okay. Yeah. Number nine, create boundary. Mm. Necessity. Oh, yeah. Hold the line. <laughs> What'd you say? Hold the line. Hold the line. <laughs> Barricade. No. No. That's the one word. It's no. Boundaries. Oh. No. Somebody on our Ooh. Boundaries podcast um, said that there, there's a book of no. And I was like, I need that. I need that like 14 times. Joy? <laughs> Priority. Ibuku. Mindfulness. All right, number 10. Eliminate. I would say redirection. Release. Eric. Attraction. Joyce. Dismiss. Ibuku. Fethinals. Number 11, environment. Peaceful. Supportive. Mindset. Joyce. Loving. Ibuko. I'm gonna have to go with peaceful. All right, number 12, alignment. Energy. Spirit. I gotta go with energy. I have to go with spirit. <laughs> I have to go with closeness. Would you say closeness? Yeah, closeness. Closeness with what we want. Closeness to positivity. <laughs> All right. Number 13, build a team. Network. Trust. Relationship. Mindset. Togetherness. All right. Number 14, honor the challenges. I'd say bravery. Lean in. Fight. I would say, uh, I would say, uh, lead the challenges. Um, yeah, I go with fight. Struggle. Number 15, we need change. Change is a catalyst. Necessity. Surrender. <clears throat> you. Amen. Necessity. 
Number 16, make a decision. It's two words, but no hesitation. Action. Now. Thoughtfulness. Sure. Number 17, lead yourself first. Okay. your words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I don't know, that's my speech. <laughs> you, just, you just stole my stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I was speaking. No, I, I, I just go back to leadership, right? You, you have to lead. Leadership, that's right. What was the phrase again? Lead yourself first. Okay. Um, Self-love. Ooh. Um, example. Confidence. Forwardness. And 18, evidence journaling. Identify your patterns. Growth. Celebrate. Um, <laughs> uh, you said one word, right? Yep. You could, everybody else has done a statement. It don't work. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> Uh, release. I say release. Examine. Um, moving forward. Positivity. Okay. <laughs> yeah, positivity. All right. Now, with all of that, I hope listeners and and viewers have dug a little deeper about what it means to create and live a sustainable lifestyle. You know, as life coaches, as business owners, we are influencers, but we are experts because we have lived it. We have studied it. We accept it and we continue to strive to be better than we were yesterday. So with all of that, I want to thank you all for being here. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. And as always, stay powerful.